Welcome to A Moment of Change, brought to you by On Purpose London. 2020 has brought significant political, social and economic disruption to many areas of society. This is a moment of change that will lead to fundamental shifts in the world going forward, for better and for worse. In this short podcast series, we will speak with leaders working in various areas within the social and environmental impact sectors to find out what impact 2020 has had on them and on their challenges, both professionally and personally. On Purpose is a non-profit organisation and community that believes in putting purpose before profits as a way to create an economy that works for all. Associates from the On Purpose programme are asking the questions in each episode of A Moment of Change. Over to them. Welcome to A Moment of Change. On this episode, we're going to be speaking to Bilkis and to Elsie, who are working on the Settle Our Status campaign, addressing issues of citizenship for immigrants in the UK. They'll tell you all about that in just a second. While I'm sure we wish we could all be in the same room with a good audio setup, because of the current situation with COVID and the lockdown, we're all in our own homes recording over uh, a Zoom call. So a huge welcome to you both. It's great to have you on the podcast. Let me start off with yourself, Elsie. What is the Settle Our Status campaign? How did it start and what are you hoping to achieve? Settle Our Status campaign is a campaign that was launched on the 21st of July, 2020. It's all about reminding the prime minister of the promises that he made like, for instance, the first promise was in 2008, when he told thousands of uh, citizens, members, that he was going, going to settle the status of anyone who calls the UK home. That was actually during his mayoral um, campaign election. Then that, that gave those with, on, without a settled status hope. Then in his first week as prime minister, he said it again and we're just like, oh, so he actually means what he, he's saying and we're being hopeful. But after that, he's been so quiet and so quiet and so quiet. So we, we decided to launch that video in order to wake him up because we thought he's sleeping right now. And it was actually launched because people within the community, when I say people, I'm inclusive because I still have my documents with the Home Office awaiting um, results from them. So we, we realized that people within the community were actually suffering, especially people without a settled status. Suffering like suffering. When you don't have a set of state, you, you can't do anything. You, you can't work. You can't contribute to the economy of this great nation. You can't have a bank account. You can't do shopping online. You can't travel. You literally can't breathe. You're choking. That's why we decided to launch that campaign, Cellular uh, Issues, in order to create awareness within the community so that anyone who identifies him or herself with the campaign can actually join the movement. And we are also calling on 
people with the settled status to show solidarity by joining the campaign. That's great, Elsie. Thank you. You mentioned the video there. We'll make sure to leave a link to that in the description. So make sure you check that out. How did you get involved yourself in this campaign and what does it mean to you personally? This campaign is actually very dear to my heart and also very sensitive. I joined the campaign through PACT, which is Parents and Communities Together, which is a project of Citizens UK. When I realized that there was a need for something to be done about my situation, then I heard about Citizens UK while at PACT. So I was like, hmm, I love politics and I love, I love justice. I love to be a voice for the voiceless because it's, it's not just about me suffering. It's about people that I know within the community that I can actually identify with their pain, their suffering and their struggles. So I was like, something needs to be done. And if there is a platform like what Citizens UK is offering, why not join? And make a difference at least a positive one that's going to put a huge smile on thousands of families across the uk so that's that's what keeps me going in this campaign because i know that at the end of the day it might come the victory for this campaign might come sooner or later but i know that someday someday it's gonna come absolutely and same question so Bilgis, as, as well, how did you get involved in this campaign and uh, what does it mean to you? I got involved with Citizen first. Um, I worship at Lusham Islamic Centre and I'm a parent at St. Mary's Church of England Primary School. These two, organi two organisations are part of Lusham, um, South London Citizens. Uh, with Citizen UK as the parent organization. So I got involved with Citizen UK through this, through these two societies, my mosque and my daughter's school. So um, I've been part of Citizen UK since 2018. And I'm passionate about change, about justice. So when I heard about the status status campaign, I decided to be part of it because it's I'm involved directly it's something that I'm involved to directly and I'm passionate about other people in the community. I, I want people to be aware of what is happening in the community. And I want people, I don't, I don't want anybody to be left out, sort of. So I got involved because I want change. I want justice and I want progress to everybody in the community. Thanks for this. You both mentioned Citizens it's UK. So Elsie, could you please tell us a bit about this organization and what it is that they do? Um, Citizens UK is a charity organization that stands for equality and justice. By justice, I mean, I mean fairness. And equality is about equality for money, equality for gender. Citizens UK is actually an organization that has more than 350 member organizations across the UK. And we come together 
for justice. You mentioned an example of one of the projects was the PAC project. Could you tell us a little bit about that and your involvement there? Yes, PAC stands for Parents and Communities Together. PAC is a project that has different weekly workshops for moms, dads, and children, where families come together and meet with other families within the community and have fun. They talk about everything and they have respect for each other, religion, culture, sexual orientation. So at PAC, we have different weekly workshops, such as Mom Space, which is the one I attend with my baby, um, Family Food Club, I attend that too. Babies at Mom Space, I used to attend with my baby up to she was one plus, because it's just for the under ones. And we have Espacio Mama for our Spanish-speaking families. The listeners, they may not be so familiar that they use something called community organizing. organizing. Yes, could you tell me a little bit uh, about that, please, Bokis? Citizen UK is a community organizing-based organization. It's a multi-faith organization, multicultural organization. We have people from different faiths, different um, um, cultural backgrounds coming together, building relationships. UK citizens about building relationship with the community to make the communities better. Basically, um, bringing people in the communities grassroots together uh, to know about their challenges, bring their challenges to state level, national level to get solution. And what we do is this settle city is part of the task we have. We call them ask, meaning that these are the ask of the people. These are the, what the community wants. These are the, these are what we have. So many projects going on: uh, living wage, climate change, hostile environments, how to stop hostility in our environment, different things, homelessness, youth against violence. We've got so many things. So many, so many, so many um, community um, problems, challenges that citizens try to bring them up and find solutions to them. So it's ba- citizen is basically about organizing communities to make them better. I just want to add to what Bill Kiss has rightly said. I just want to say that community organizing is all about bringing people within the community together people sharing a similar concern so that action can be taken in in order to overcome social injustice. 2020 has brought a lot of uh, challenges, especially with the lockdown. Has that had any impact on organizing or or your campaign? Yes. Just before the lockdown, we were... um... We were planning the manifestos, Denzel Citizen Manifestos, where we're supposed to meet the mayoral candidates for the election coming up. That was supposed to be on April 21st at the, uh, at the Olympics Park. But unfortunately, we had so much preparation for that. 
we have so much going on we were all looking forward to that but because of the pandemic that had to, there was a hold on that but fortunately for us it hasn't stopped us our energy is still hope is that this pandemic has not done anything to dampen our spirits we still meet regularly on zoom to plan our actions to listen to people we still have our we've not had our assemblies but at least we still have our listening campaigns going on we still have our um, um our meetings going on on zoom um it's it's been really 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 dreadful but then we've been able to keep our heads up even with a pandemic i'm glad to hear that you mentioned the assembly for the mayoral candidates if you could ask the candidates something, what would you want to ask them? What I was rooting to ask the mayoral um, candidate then, my own part was about the hostile environment, hostility, because I was, I was a victim of um, domestic violence. So that was the first interest that really brought me to UK, uh, uh, Citizen UK. So, one of my hacks then was about safe reporting system whereby as an undocumented person you don't become you don't from being the victim you're now you're now turned into the into the you, you're now turned into being the criminal sort of because you don't have the paper you're going through domestic violence you don't have a voice you can't go to the police to report you can't shout for fear of being arrested and returned back home you have to bear this you have to bear the violence so my ask then was to the it was what i wanted to ask the mayoral candidates what was in place for people for undocumented people to make their life safe in london all of us are londoners and we have a, 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 we have we have a life and there must be justice you can't because you are documented you stay in a room and die in silence just because you don't want the police to arrest you or because you don't want to be repatriated home so that was what i was rooting to ask the mayoral candidate then of course wow it's a such a simple human right which is restricted to you because of status because of you have some paperwork Yes, please. Um, what would you say is, is a common misunderstanding about undocumented people in the UK? I would say the common misunderstanding that I, I've got to realize about people having against those, on, uh, those without a certain status is that they are just stupid people there are there um these are people that are, are lazy these are people that just want to maybe be on benefits in the uk but i just want to say to them that no as as we are all equal documented or undocumented we are all equal we are all human beings what makes you is a person with a certain status different from me without a certain status it just it's just opportunity and luck that you had which is why i'm 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 calling i'm appealing to the conscience of the prime minister and those in government that we are also human beings with 
feelings. They should be sensitive to our pain, our struggles, because documented, undocumented people, we do not, we also have entrepreneurs. We, we also have doctors. We have lawyers. We have, we have IT specialists. We also have, maybe we even have a future prime minister amongst them. So, so it, we just want that chance and that opportunity to be given to us so that we can showcase our, our talent, our, our intellect, our strength in order to make this great nation greater. Like we, like we always say in the Settle Our Status campaign, together we can. If we come together as one, we can always do great things because one person can never ever do what two people can do. Or, or because two people will always do better than one person. So we are all one, we are human beings, treat us fairly. I say no to the hostile environment. We are human beings, we are just like you. We can do what, what you are currently doing. We are just calling, we are just saying that please, please, please give us that opportunity. Give us that platform, give us that, 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 that unchain us because we, are, we, we can't actually breathe. We are choking. We just want to be unchained. Let us walk. Let us, let, us, let us contribute to the economy. That's what we want. Because among us, we, we still have people in their youthful age, like me, for instance. I'm still very strong to, to walk. I can contribute to, uh, to the economy of, of this great nation. I just want that opportunity. Give me the opportunity, Mr. Prime Minister, your government, please. Honor your promise. Give us that opportunity. Because I'm standing here not pleading for myself, but we are, we are just a voice for the voiceless because I know there are thousands of people out there. Families are suffering and most of them don't even know that. Like my pastor's wife said to me the other day, oh, Elsie, you guys are doing a great job. Do you know that we are at home and we don't know what, what, what's going on in the background? And that was very, very good to me. That gave me courage. That made me know that you guys are doing something for a positive change, you know. So I'm just pleading, Mr. Prime Minister, I'm appealing to your conscience, you and your government, please grant us a settled status. We, we can do better. We can do better, trust me. Yes, we certainly can. I do hope he hears this. Um, and I completely agree with, the, with everything that you said there as well. You mentioned in this misunderstanding of undocumented peoples in the UK and some of the misconceptions there. What role do you think the media plays in this? Mm, I think the, the, the media is not helping. The, the media is making it actually worse because if something bad happens, they'll always want to attribute it to those undocumented. And because of that, they'll want to tighten policies that will make it harder for people that are undocumented to become documented. The, the, the media actually wants that in order for someone undocumented to have documents, they should 
be some kind of heroes. They should, they should do something extraordinary. Then that will make them merit that settled status, which I think is very unfair because everybody can't be a hero at the same time. So, which, which, which means that if one person is a hero this year, what happens to the thousands of families that are actually struggling? So to me, it doesn't make sense. The media is not treating us fairly. I'll just say that I'll just use this platform to say to, the, to those in the media that please, you guys should listen to us. We are human beings. We are not some bunch of fools that just want to drain this economy. We should actually contribute. We are just like you. Amongst these undocumented people, we have journalists as well. So don't think that because we are undocumented, we are not educated. We are educated. You know, at times, life just happens. No, I'm not sure that anyone that is not having a certain status at the moment is actually happy about the, the the situation in which um, they are in, you know. We didn't create this situation in which we are. Life just happened. Circumstances happen and made us be in this situation. I think that everybody at some point in, in life needs help. You need help, it could be financially, it could be emotionally, but you definitely need help at some point in your life. So for us undocumented people, at this point in our life, we are pleading with you, the government, and with everyone that is documented to please be sensitive to our struggles, our cries, our tears, our anger, our fears, our sleepless nights, and just join us, join the campaign, watch our video, share with your network and sign the open letter to the government because we need more and more signatures because the more signatures we have for the open letter to the prime minister, the more power is gonna have and the government might react and say something positive. Absolutely, Elsie. You mentioned the open, the letter there. We'll also leave a link to that in our description. So make sure you take a look and sign that as, uh, as well. You said about everybody, they need help uh, at some point. I thought it was interesting that with all the mutual aid happening during the lockdown, I don't remember asking anybody about their country or their nationality. I just remember everybody helping everybody else, regardless of where they were from. Exactly. 2020 also saw the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests in the United States and the, the, the UK and elsewhere. Has that had any influence on either the campaign, on organizing or yourselves at all? Uh, yes, the Black Lives Matters campaign all over the world has personally has had, um, has had some sort of effects on me and people around me. And it's, it's, it has really brought out the reality of the way the 
the society treats black generally. I agree with the people that says every life matters. I quite agree with that. Every life matters. But black life matters. The reason is because of the injustice that black people are facing all over the world. This is this Black Life Matter campaign has really brought out that because really people apart from the fact that people without status cannot breathe even most black people cannot breathe black people with state other status or no status this thing about racism is still very 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 much around so that needs to be dealt with in the police in the lower society it's everywhere when you're a black man everybody wants you to be 10 times better than whoever you're dealing with everybody sees you as the black man everybody sees you as a criminal everybody looks up to you and sees you as a never do well so for you to stand out as a black man you need to be extra you need to have that extra effect so i think um what happened in the u.s brought out the whole reality of what the black people are facing all over the world so it's a good thing. I'm in support of the Black Lives Matter campaign. And it's, 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 it's not just part of what we do in Citizen UK, because we, 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 we believe all lives matter in Citizen UK, not just the Black lives. But yet, um, the, the sort of institutionalized racism, um, what do I call it? It's, all, it's still all over around us. So, and that's movement, that's movement sort of brought out this, this, um, this thing in, in the community, which should be properly looked at, which should be dealt with. Everybody involved, should, should, every government, every, everywhere, I think we're all human beings, humanitarian, when you come to humanitarian, humanitarian law, it shouldn't be allowed for, for color to matter, for your race to matter. Everybody has a right to life. Everybody has a right to live. Everybody has a right to a voice. So it shouldn't be because of the color of somebody or because of the background, cultural background, you know, assess, the, assess that person. You, everybody should be assessed individually on what you've got up here, of what you've got in your mind, of your character should be assessed individually. There shouldn't be any stereotype. Nothing should be attached to the black. Not to have attached to the white or to the green or to the yellow. So everybody should be assessed based on their individuality. And you, Elsie, anything you wanted to say on that? Yes, I just want to say that with the Black Lives Matter, you know, it, it has always existed. This, this, this movement, this campaign has always existed in the UK and across the world. But the George Floyd incident just made it more pronounced the, the campaign was able to have like a a world coverage because george floyd's incident was what we actually all of us watch it we watched the videos on the news on 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 the internet and and we actually saw what happened so me in particular i'm going to say no to institutional racism no one should be judged based on the color of their skin. I think it's all about uh, allowing people that are competent for a certain job or a certain position 
to occupy that position. Um, it, I think recruitment should be based on the the intellect, should be based on like vehicle uh, set, the character should be based on if you are able to actually do that job, you're fit for purpose. So I say no to institutional racism, no to discrimination. The society should view everyone as one. Thank you, Elsie. There's uh, so many challenges that uh, you, you're facing. I have to ask, what inspires you to keep going? Mm. <laughs> the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm alive, <laughs> in spite of the pandemic, <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I give glory to God. I'm, I'm so happy about that. So it keeps me going. And the fact that I know that I have a platform like this one today to actually talk about our struggles, those without a certain status, it, it, it makes me, each time I start talking, what comes to my mind is the pain and struggle of the people around me. I, I picture all of them. So it, 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 it makes me like, no, we need, we need justice. We need something to, to be done. Everybody de deserves a good life. Everybody deserves because there's dignity in walking. You know, I... I, for one, if I'm working, I'm going to be the happiest person on earth. I do what I want to do. I don't have to depend on anybody. So I keep my dignity. When you don't have a certain status, people look down on you. The, 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 some people don't want to associate themselves with you because all they do is judge you based on your immigration situation. And I've seen like so many friends that they don't want to talk to you again. She'll be like, oh no, she doesn't have a set of status. She's just struggling. She's not my friend. And to me, people that do that, I, I'm, I'm like, you, you don't actually know what you are doing and you're not being human because instead of re rejecting me, you should be consoling me and telling me that, that I, I should keep pushing that someday everything is going to be okay. Wow. And uh, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to help? What's the best way they can help you with this? Yes. Like, like I said in the beginning about this settler status campaign that was, that was launched on the 21st of July this year. If you want to help us, please watch our video, um, sh share it with your network, and also, the most, Im most importantly, don't forget to sign the open letter to the Prime Minister, because the more signatures we have is going to give some weight to this campaign, and the government is going to be under pressure to like look into it, so that's the only way you, you can actually help us. <laughs> and also share, share, talk, talk about this campaign within your networks. People should be sensitive to other people's pain, you know. So just help us by sharing the video, signing the open letter. That's it. That's great. And, and as I said, we'll leave a link to both of those in the description.
Um, the last question I have is, we've spoken about so much struggle and strife. So considering all the challenges that 2020 especially has raised for you and across the campaign and across society in general, what makes you hopeful for the future? Yeah, I'm really, really hopeful for the future. I know the future holds a very bright, very bright space for everybody. Considering that the struggle is just starting today, millions of people started before us. We're now doing our own part and people are still coming behind us to do. In UK season, we believe in people power. So, and I know that, I believe that we're getting strength from the people because every day we get more people coming in and and joining us in this struggle. So I'm really, really hopeful that because we've got people behind us, we've got lots, not just people, lots of people behind us that are really interested in this campaign, that um, not considering the pandemic going on, because there is a life after pandemic and this pandemic is not going to consume us. I'm very, very hopeful about that. We're coming out stronger after this pandemic. So because of the strength of the people, then we rely on people's power. I'm really, really hopeful we're going to get a success out of this at the end of the day. And you, Elsie, what, what makes you hopeful for the, for the future? What actually makes me hopeful for, for the future with this campaign is the fact that during our Zoom meetings, we see people from different walks of life, different backgrounds that are actually keen to make a positive change and i see the i see how bubbly they are they contribute a lot when when there is an issue or we are thinking about a strategy on how to actually make this campaign grow or a way forward for this campaign you see how everyone is happy to contribute to chip in ideas and that 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 makes me like know that oh wow we we see have some good people out there because these people because not everyone on the zoom call don't have a set a set of status you know there are people with with a set of status and people without a set of status so it's mixed like bill Kiss said earlier we have like people like different religion as well that come onto the campaign and i'm i'm very hopeful because the campaign doesn't stop at this point we'll keep doing the listening campaign through one-to-one -one meetings where we are going to be able to meet other people that are that can actually relate with this campaign and bring them on board if they are willing to join the campaign so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that the campaign would, is going to have like that positive change, that victory that we, we so much long for. I hope so too, Elsie. Thank you so much. I think that is a great note to end our episode on. All that's left for me to do is to thank our guests, to Elsie and Sibyl Gies for sharing your stories today. They're so personal and they're so powerful um, and huge thank you also to our tech team to Kate and to Liam and everyone who made this possible thank you for listening 
In our next episode in this series, we'll discuss consumerism and whether COVID has changed our spending habits for the better. You can also check out our prior episodes on mutual aid. This podcast series, A Moment of Change, is brought to you by On Purpose London, produced during the global COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 to shed light on some of the social and environmental issues that mattered most to them and that experienced turning points during this time of crisis. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review A Moment of Change on Apple Podcasts, since that helps new listeners to find us. Subscribe to the podcast either there or on Spotify or on Google Play. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.